felt it be a good thing. If we uh, we looked at a, a line out of Psalm 39, to, because I've been more blessed when I've heard the the steps and the circumstances that come from individuals uh, speaking in a discussion as much as anything. And, uh, would, would you mind coming up, uh, Nathan? I was thinking that maybe you would have something for us this morning. We'll find out if I was right or wrong. I'd like to have you here in this discussion. Because in, in Psalm 39, it says, Lord, make me to know my end and the measure of my days what it is that I may know how frail I am. And I've, I've laughed at that section in the past because, uh, you know, there, there's so much to say about the human realm and our dependency on God. And if he removes our breath, or removes his spirit, everybody dies. But um, there, there's more here for us, and we'll look at it. And so as you're thinking about that, because I want, I want, I'd like to hear from you. We've got Mike, we've got one there, and some of you have you know, good, loud voices, so we could hear from you. And we are frail. You know, we, could we agree on that first? Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we can we can look at it, but I'm going to read something to you out of um, Horace Miller. Okay, I thought you were ready today. If if you're not aware of your own frailty, it's because you're probably 15, 16, 17, and tend towards Superman, or I'm so cool when I'm in school. Uh, and all of us have a taste of that. I was probably as obnoxious as anybody. And you've heard me say, cool is over. And I don't like that, but it is. And uh, I want to read out of, uh, out of Lamentations. And I want you to notice the parallel that you get out of Lamentations to, to Job. Uh, first of all, could we have some comments about Job? What, what was he talking about? What did he say that is you know, notable? Anybody? Pardon? He's a few days full of trouble. Oh, is that loud enough? Okay. He has I need my hearing. 
Anything else? Joe. Yeah. Okay. Right? I abhor myself. I abhor myself. That was the good part. You took the, the good piece of the pie there. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about when it, on his way to I abhor myself. You said that, you know, men used to sit and talk with me, they waited upon me, you know, the words, my words fell in the city town. Yeah, I used to really be something. Okay. Anything else? Joe. Where were you? Yeah, where were you? He, he, he kind of turned, uh, God turned him around when, when Joe was, uh, Going after God. You're after me every minute. You judge me. You know, I choose strangling. Uh, leave me alone. I don't want to live. I don't want to live forever. Have you ever said that? You have? No. Who, who said that? Anybody? I've said I'm dying. I might as well, but I didn't say that. Okay. I'll be right with you. All right, Let, let's go to Lamentations. Yeah, thank you. I'm a, I am the man that has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He's led me and brought me into the dark darkness, but not in the light. Now this is, uh, what do you know about uh, Jeremiah's beginning, anybody? Tell us about his early days. Anybody? Is this a Christian group? Yeah. First days of Jeremiah. Anyone? Okay. Well, he said, I'm nine years old. I'm just a child. I don't know anything. And God said, I'll tell you how old you are. I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. And he spoke into him, and certainly he got that help. But uh, my flesh and my skin has he made old. He has broken my bones. He's built it against me and compass me with gall and travail. He has set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. He's hedged me about that I can not get out. He's made my chain heavy, and when I cry and shout, he shutteth out my prayer. God doesn't listen to me anymore, he said. He's enclosed my ways, with hewn stone. He has made my paths crooked. He was under me as a bear lying in wait, and as a lion in secret places. He's turned aside my ways, 
and pulled me in pieces. He has made me desolate. He has bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. He has caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was in derision to all my people and their song all the day. He's filled me with bitterness. He's made me drunken with wormwood. He's also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He's covered me with ashes. And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. And I said in my strength and in my, and my hope is perished from the Lord. Not good. Would you say that he's not a happy man? Have you had days like that? You, you, if you haven't, you will. Not more than you can handle, but more than you think you can handle. This is what we as God's people are going through. This is what a son of God goes through. Now, I, I choose the, the radical, wild, high places of men who were significant. But I think he was almost 11, maybe 9 through 11, when he told God he couldn't. And God said, <coughs> when you look at the prophecy there in Jeremiah, it's phenomenal. This is what I'm making you. And I don't know how, you know, I don't know what, how you feel this day. I, I saw a couple of people that I love a lot, and they, they, they looked like they were going to a firing squad today. And I didn't do that. Sometimes they blame me for stuff like that. But uh, I had a, a, you know, actually I had a pretty good day yesterday. Uh, my wife, uh, and I'm not going to make it specific, I'm not kidding. Uh, but uh, Mrs. Greer absolutely had come and had confessed that she had come to the end of herself in a, in a couple of places. And I thought, wow, that's attractive. <laughs> it was to me. Is that attractive? Yes. Why is it? Why is that attractive when people come to the end of themselves? I mean, you know. <laughs> well, if they're speaking their heart, that's what? attractive. What? What? If they're speaking their heart, that's attractive. Yeah. Okay. Well, someone who's been following there, if you'll stand up somewhere and read the rest of that, because uh, it changes <coughs> in the middle of this. I got to say. Do you know where we were, anybody? Yeah, okay. Uh, somebody come up here and read that. Read it, read on. Anybody? You had it? Remembering my affliction and my misery, the wormwood My soul hath been still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to mind, therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed, 
because he has compassion, because his compassion is felt not. They are new every morning, great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. To the wait a Lord. minute, wait a minute, what's happened? Wait. What do you see that's happened, Fabian? Well, God really had never left him. <coughs> but what's the major change? I mean, he, he realized that God was with him. Yeah. And all the stuff, huh? Yeah. Has God been with you in all this stuff? Yeah. I think he changed from focusing on himself to focusing on the Lord. Well, when did he do it? He's, he's after me. He's a bear. He's made me bitter. He's broken my teeth with gravel. This is a complaining God. I've never done that, have you? Liar, I have. Where are you? What's going on? You know. Sometimes you realize he could have been worse with you. <laughs> Thank you for not killing me. Yeah. You get those little Yeah, but you you get the greatest the greatest ministry in the prophets' eyes. I mean, the prophet of all time said, I don't want to live anymore. Take my life now. And aren't you glad that God didn't listen to you along your way? Why? today and you're absolutely not there. You, you have no idea what's coming down. And one of the hard things, and I, I, the Holy Spirit, I'm sure he gave me this today. Uh, I, you know, sitting there and I, uh, I, I want a Cheever over here for some, some inductive questions. And I guess he's, he, he spoke at the Friday numbers. Yeah, what? He didn't, he was ill. He didn't? Yeah, he was sick. Okay, well. 
God help the big boy. Everybody gets it. I, I don't, uh, I'm not big. My, I'm, I'm glad I'm not a doctor because I always say nobody likes sick people. But anyway, uh, they do. I mean, come on. Uh, but the, the, where does this bring us? Well, here's what I was going to say that, that I'm sure the Lord gave me. Because there are multiple levels of spiritual awareness and growth. I mean, some people, I mean, I guess, I mean, all the women here who've had children, recognizing the, the agony of, of some aspect of that delivery, they also know something about the end of that pain and the joy of holding. And I, I was looking at one of the babies and I couldn't stand myself. I, they're just so adorable. And there's something that comes from God I have never, and I'm hard-nosed, even when I was just a crustacean. When a baby was born, I started bawling. I mean, not bawling, but I, you know. And I didn't know the meaning of it, and I still am not sure. But I know that it's a wonderful thing for that, that little one to hit the ground. And sometimes, I mean, our children, I mean, do you, have you ever held a little child in your arms and felt, oh my God, I could crush this kid? There's so much of a, of a drive to to them from you. Anybody felt that way? Yes. And, 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 you, and sometimes people, you know, you start chewing on the baby and holding them close. Because God is a protector. <coughs> and he, he will have sons. You know, if, if you ever just people who say, well, why is God so angry at us? Because he's the one that's put this lust in our hearts. And I, I think it's one of the sweetest guys, uh, Charles uh, from, uh, from Montana. Uh, <coughs> what, Charles Kenny? He said, you know, if God's so against the lust, why didn't he make these girls so adorable? You know, and, and it's a good line. Well, very simple. He wants children. He wants what he wants, his intentions are sure. Ours are uh, intermittently wandering. Remembering, this is the line that you read. Read it again, stand up and read it, please, it's so good. Remembering, verse 19, remembering my affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. Go on. My soul hath him still in remembrance, and is humbled in me. This I recall to mind, therefore have I hope. Yeah. yeah. And and you talk you talk and women really forget about that pain after a while, don't you? How soon? Huh? What? It's gone? Just like that? Well they what? 
I got to know where was that. Well, some, some people said, you know, some of the girls said, you don't know why I've been through. I'm going to take two or three weeks to recover. But generally, there's a joy when they hold that baby in, in their arms. Think of what it's going to be for you with all the frailty and all the difficulty when because you, you're, you will suffer for Christ's sakes even more than you've possibly known. And, and, the, and the word is those who suffer for Jesus' sake the, the spirit of God is on them and glory. So when that comes because of your your status, your, your line. That's an important line. All right, now, Fred. Let's talk about our frailty. I mean, I, if you would do this, I really will try to be quiet because you're gonna have a discussion, you gotta listen to people who wanna discuss. And, and I really would like to, it says, Make me to know my end. Well, we've got pictures of that. And the measure of my days. Well, I don't know how long I'm going to live. I gotta, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing on. I, someone says, well, what, what do you think, Bert? Well, I'll shoot for 90, maybe. You know, but I don't know. Anyway, but that I may know how frail I am. That is vital. And we have, we have uh, you know, since you were leaning over getting information from your dad, I see. Every time I see you, and somebody else, I, I was looking at you the other day, are, are you guys, have you grown two or three inches since I, we first talked about this? How tall are you? Six four. Six four. Okay, I'm, you seem taller. And Isaac, when is he going to stop, huh? When is Isaac going to stop? Did you watch him grow? I mean, some of these kids, they plant stuff and then they pour water on it. And they say, and, and the little kids want to pull the, 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 they see a little bit of the grain, they want to pull the rest up. But Isaac, he's not waiting. He just does it before our eyes, you know? Not, not just him, somebody else does. But you're afraid. I'm afraid. And yet I haven't promised, well, I'll let you talk about that. Let's talk about our frailty so we can get this down. Because I'll guarantee you, you're afraid. You're afraid. But understand, and this is what I know came from God, we should not be judging one another because there's so much variety of maturity in the processing that God is doing here at Whitestone and other places. Okay? And because some people say, you know, they say, where's the love? Where's the love? I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to go where there's love. Well, keep going. <laughs> It, there is a bit of absurdity in, in some of these things. 
Well, by now, we should be. Be careful, because the evaluation, uh, one of the great lines is don't judge anything before the time. Uh, okay? I, I get a hold, I, when I grip uh, um, Carson, I say, give me the grip, Carson. And Carson does everything <coughs> he can to take my hand and destroy it. And right now, I've got to get a little more uh, uh, honor and care from him because uh, you'll give him a few more weeks and I'll say, okay, how frail are you? Let's talk about it. I think perspective is important. Uh-oh. I thought of this with <clears throat> with James. It says uh, in four, but go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanish away. And you think how frailty of men, like we, we really don't know, <laughs> we're very frail before him, our life is even as a vapor, I mean it's just important to keep it in perspective how absolutely, I mean we plan our way but the Lord directs our steps, we, even today, we could encounter, you know, just the frailty of our own inability to make anything happen apart from God directing our steps. So take care what we plan and, uh, and how we direct the traffic because we are very frail, yet even uh, a vapor. Um, I'm just thinking that a lot of our frailty really comes in our mind because pretty much when the darkness comes or there's a test set in front of us, you know, the first response in our nature could be, this is too much for me. I can't do yeah. this. Um, God, this is too much. And um, I'm often, like I thought Olivia's point was so good, because it is in hindsight that you see the process that he right. takes you to. But the frailty really comes in your mind first. And that enemy is always there to reinforce that thought that you can't do it. That you can't, right. and you can't on your own. <coughs> and it is by those mercies that come, that are new every morning, that directs you through those times. But to take the time just to, to rehearse each day that he hasn't given you more than what you can bear. Right. Especially in those dark times, because the frailty in all of us is going to revert to that initial thing, that it's, it's too much, we're not enough. Yeah, how, how does the how does the enemy fuel your your position so to keep you away from the reality? He 
It gets you lots of ammunition and in your physical. Well, what is the major thing you think it gives you? Do you know? Your way. What? Yeah. It gives you your, your way. way. That's that's certainly a big boy. <laughs> yeah. What else? It also gives delay. Just what? Like, uh, God delays. And so, because God is delaying, we, we think that the enemy's got, got the whole thing in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he also gives you reality. And most of the time, it looks like it's actually too much. The big thing that we've talked about here, please don't forget this. Information about how God, even the line that I spoke today, if you're persecuted for Christ's sake, the Spirit of God rests upon you and glory. Yeah, not yet. Not so quick. It's there, but you have to, to continue on. And, and it's not that, you know, I, I've said some things that just aren't true. One of the things is, if you don't offer, you don't grow. Well, you grow a different way. I have, I have dived into my desire, swung, come up uh, in the swell of darkness, and still I think, oh my God, I hated it, but I also learned, I don't want to swim in that pool anymore. I, that's, not, that's not where I swim. I can see the attraction of it, I can see the magnetism, but I don't want to go back there. Frailty. Yeah. I think one of the most significant, I mentioned a little bit of this the other day, but you want to know how frail you are, give a go at trying to change yourself. <laughs> and see how frail you are because the psalmist wakes up one morning and he's like, you know what? I've done some reasoning. I'm going to guard the words of my mouth. You know, if you look at the psalm, he's like, I'm going to take heed what comes out of my tongue. And then he's like, you know what happened? A fire was burning within me and uh, it's uncontrollable. Uh, Lord, make me to know mine end. You know, the point is that uh, the end of where we would take ourselves really would just be destruction. It's literally impossible to try whatever. Try getting a hold of the words of your mouth and changing the way that you respond to something. You'll find out how frail you are. I mean, that's just as it happens any place where we just strike out to change our habits and we yeah. find out. Yeah, an example of this thing of information. I mean, the left wing that are advocating, and the doctors that are giving hormones to little boys to make them girls, and etc. the vivisection, all the, <laughs> the cutting. I, I, I have said, I need to love those people, okay? Now, is that wrong? Am I wrong to say I should love those people? What? I said it's kind of a commandment. Well, if you think you can, because there are a lot of people who think, oh, God's got this handled. Here, you know, just toss a scripture at him. Yeah, toss a scripture, because the scripture isn't there <coughs> until you and God are, are on the same place. Mm -hmm. Your frailty is that you're subject to this world. And I'm subject to such a degree. If I can't see it, I don't believe it. When I see it, I'll believe it, which is nonsense. The two worlds we face, one is here, 
And this world is temporary. The one that's not here is permanent. Which one are we living in? Don't answer. You're too frail. So am I. I was going to say the same thing that Richard did because in the very, I'm, I've got the New King James and in the very next verse, 5 in, in Psalm 39, it says, certainly every man at his best state is but vapor. And then the next verse kind of goes with what Gabe said. It says, surely every man walks about like a shadow. Surely they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. We do not know how he's taken. I was recently reading Psalm 104. Volume. Psalm 104 gets in here. Um, it says, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. I mean, we recognize our frailty, but if we want to be... Uh, have more substance, we fear the Lord and keep his commandments. That's where the mercy abides. I'm glad he knows, aren't you? Yeah. Because I've kind of, I used to, as a kid, take my sword and pretended there were hundreds behind me and charged the weeds, and I thought maybe that's what I'll do in the future. And all my charging was kind of discharged with reality. <laughs> Come on. that's one of our greatest weaknesses really if you want to know how frail you are take a look at what you listen to uh, praise flattery money bank accounts all those things that tend to lift you up in your natural pride all right and boy let me tell you there's lots of fuel out there uh, I've had it coming to me how about you yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so good, you did this, you did that. You know, just just take that and blot it out <coughs> and kneel before the, the, the God who gave you that. And it wouldn't hurt to just give him credit if, if, if you've done something so wonderful. Well, you didn't do it. <coughs> just, just, just don't forget about where the blessings come yeah. from <coughs> because I'm frail. And so are you. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. All right? That's a, I mean, I just... <laughs> While we're talking about our own frailty, I think that's part of why the Lord has planned for us to live together. 
I don't know if I shared this before, but the other day I broke, first time it's happened to me, a bowl of salad slipped out of my hand and dropped on the floor and splattered all over. And immediately, before I could even contemplate it, Sam Woeful came with room and thing, cleaned up my mess. And I thought that was such a perfect thing of why we're together. Uh, you cover my frailty, and I can help with yours. And, and in that process, in the giving, is where we have an answer for that frailty. Because if you get to the place where you just feel like you're no good, you can do nothing, you're at the end of yourself, everything's over, but you have no hope, and you don't have others to bring you out. God is there, but boy, am I glad he's given me you. The thing about frailty is that it's the antithesis of everything that's glorified in the world around us. Right. Um, everything from the, the minute you're born is, and Ben was talking about how the enemy speaks in your ear, that's actually how the enemy, I think, speaks in your ear the most, is he builds you in a negative way. You're not frail. You're incredibly capable. You can do all these things yeah. until you get completely full of yourself and until you have a heart that turns to God. I think God's really the only one that's actually going to show you your frailty in a way that can be directed. Yeah. So seeing your own frailty mm -hmm. is... Great, you can just beat yourself up all day long. Yeah, I'm a piece of garbage all day long, and you yeah. can live in that as well as as the opposite. I'm amazing because there are a lot of people that go through their whole lives and never see, I think, never see their own frailty because they're increased in goods and they're yeah. well thought of and all right. these things. They go their entire life, and unless you have a heart that's turned to God, He'll show you yeah. the frailty in the correct way that he can use and direct so that there's change because just seeing your own frailty is bottomless as well you can just dwell on that all day long i'm just going to read a scripture we've read it before upon a high and lofty mountain hast thou set up thy bed even thither wentest thou up to offer sacrifice behind the doors also and the post hast thou set up thy remembrance for thou hast discovered thyself to another other than me and are yeah. gone up thou hast enlarged thy bed and made thee a covenant with them. Thou lovest their bed well that where thou sawest it. And thou wentest to the king with ointment, and didst increase thy perfumes, and didst send thy messengers afar off, and didst debase thyself even unto hell. Thou art wearied in the greatness of thy way, yet saidest thou not, there is no hope. Yeah. Thou hast found the life of thine hand, therefore wast thou not grieved. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. That's that's the same that's the same thing as just feeling oh i'm so frail i'm so terrible the exact opposite not seeing your frailty not seeing there's no hope in me just giving more effort every single day not getting it done god has to show you the frailty so that he can direct the frailty to his strength yeah stay there a minute because the, isaiah 57 yeah the 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 circumstance of uh, of, we see in, in uh, 
what Jeremiah said. Remembering, therefore I have hope. And then I don't have hope because I'm going about my way. There's no hope for the kind of relationship that you want if you think you've got it. And there's nothing worth, and to some degree, the flaw with us is we did have a, a, a good beginning. You know, we were born again, there's prophecy, there's gifts, there's all these things. But, the, but everything as God is ongoing. He never says, hey, you've done it, you're there. <laughs> we'll know when we're there, but it's not because, you know, I had somebody say to me, I said, wow, what a word. And the guy said, you know, we spent a lot of time in the community, and we, you know, and he was telling us, telling me how he got there. And I, and I thought, oh my God, he's not there. <laughs> because when you, the, the whole issue, the reason uh, Agnes was attractive, because she saw a truth and absolutely was abounding in nothingness. She knew, or she, and, and, and it was a time, hey, maybe, maybe she might listen to somebody on, on particular issues. And that's where God is taking us all. When you're the lowest, you're the most subject to the power and the love of God. When you're low, because you'll cry if you get low enough. It kind of comes back to, my strength is made perfect in weakness and failure. You tell somebody who's grieving, you want to hold it for a few days till after the grief is over. You know, come to not enjoy it when you're falling into diverse temptation, brother. No, give them a day, give them two maybe, because uh, our tossing scripture doesn't do it. It's the presence of God and you see the meaning of it, and you're thankful, then you don't have to advertise it. And let me give you a testimony of how broken I was and what it did for me. You know, there is nothing more ugly than these synthetic testimonies. But, but there's nothing more beautiful to see how God has tracked you down uh, over the years. You don't see history by looking out front. You see it by where you've been. Yeah, I think frailty is uh, <clears throat> something that we all have to come in contact with at some point. And I was thinking about um, you know, years ago, Brother Bill preached a word about, uh, I think he called it the dash between the dates. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So, you know, from pick a year here, um, whatever. This guy lived on the tombstone, it says from 1935 to, you know, 2024. <laughs> There's a little dash in between those two numbers, and that dash is really 
that's your life. Yeah. You started here and you ended there and that little dash, what's the dash between the dates, you know? And I think we all sort of uh, have some thoughts about what we are or what we're gonna do or whatever, but any one of us could go out today and get hit by a Peterbilt and you know, yeah. that's it. You know, what happened to all the stuff you had planned for next year or whatever? And that's that's our frailty. Is that like we don't we don't know or we don't know our my appointed time, and there's nothing I can do about that. You know, I can do all kinds of stuff during that dash. You know, I can take care of myself and I can work out, and try to eat healthy, and do whatever I want to do <laughs> to prolong my life or to make my frailty better. But it's you know it's it's a fleeting thing, and uh, I was thinking about Job 14 this morning. I was reading that you know famous scripture. We all. Job 14, you know, all the days of my change, I'll wait till my change comes. Yeah. But before that, it, it says, <clears throat> verse 7, it says, For there's hope for a tree. If it's cut down, it'll sprout again. Its tender shoots will not cease. And a stump, you know, a tree falls down, a stump dies. And at the scent of water, it might send up a little branch. That's for a tree. Then it says, But a man dies and is laid away, and indeed he breathes his last. Where is he? Disappears. He lays down and does not rise till the heavens are no more, and he will not be roused from his sleep. It's like, once this thing dies, you know, probably not coming back again. You know, it's going to turn into dust. So even a tree, you know, sometimes when it falls over, it can sprout up again. But this body is frail. Once it's gone, it's done, you know. Yeah. It's what, what am I doing? What am, I, am I asking the Lord to intersect me in that dash that I have between the dates of my my creation and my demise, you know? Because that's really, that's the only time that I'm gonna get in touch with something beyond my own frailty, is, is waiting for my change. God, show me, show me my weakness, show me my frailty. Show me your strength in the middle of that. And, and my, my intersection with you, my, my, my contact with you in the middle of that is, that's what's gonna change me from the frailty that I'm living in to, to something that's beyond that, something that's eternal. Something that's going to give me meaning in, in this life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, certainly, the way to God is down. If we're going to go up, we got to go down. And you have to humble yourself before God. He will humiliate you, but you have to humble yourself. God help us. Thank you. Uh, we, uh, <clears throat> I have not done well with my frailty. <coughs> I don't say wonderful. I've got to have a wheelchair to get through Seattle. <laughs> and, uh, but after a while, you know, you, if we know that, that God is for us. Uh, there's nothing that ever can have any effectual final work against you, okay? Because you're, you're destined to live forever. You will, you're never gonna die, though you transition. And uh, I, I, I keep going back and say it a lot, but there's no question the greatest power on earth 
is the love of God. And, and we get an opportunity here to express that. And, and the wonderful thing, Isaac and, and Mr. Bernowski, is to sit here and see you guys grow. <coughs> Someone says, how was your trip? I go on a trip and I come home and I see the light of Christ in somebody's face that wasn't there when I left. An understanding, a death, or even, even the crowning pain of the cross is, is on them. And they're not complaining, they're still doing, going through what they have to do. And God help us to realize, in order for us to get from where we are to where we're going, we have to know <laughs> I'm frail. God, I need your breath. Uh, all these scriptures and all my knowledge has encompassed me about, and I've got to beat my chest like King Kong, but all I've done has been a sounding brass and a cymbal that built. Without his love, we will not, will not grow to the extent. You and I have funded for, for life, for changing life, for healing power, for everything. Please, for the sake of those, for our little sister over there who was this great dancer and now she's, she's looking at a whole new aspect of life. As we bow our heads today, would you ask God to give you a, a sustained prayer life? Not just, yeah, thank you, Lord. <laughs> these uh, these coaches that you know the guys come in, they get given a you know played a really good game or the game's going on and the coach hits them in the butt. Hey, get up, guys! And you know that's kind of the way we think that God hears our prayer. He does hear the cry. It says, when you cry to God, you will be saved. Now think of what he sees at the investment and the efforts. Of course it's been erratic. Of course it's had double-mindedness in it. Of course a lot of it is for you. But if, if, you're, if you're hearing and if you're seeing the work of God and the frailty and your inability to do it, the, the, the most painful thing there is is to be on the phone with a relative, with a friend, with someone, or be with them and see that you're absolutely helpless to do anything but go to God. Mm -hmm. And if you go to God, He'll hear you. He does hear. He knows you're getting up and you're sitting down. Your thoughts before you think, oh my God. Please, rain on us, Lord, whatever it takes for us to get rid of this powerhouse idiocy that we would see that your love and our understanding of what that is for one another is the most powerful thing on earth. When, when, uh, When John the Baptist 
first saw Christ, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The sin of the world is my pride. It's yours. Who you think you are, what you might be or accomplish. God help us to, for that to be properly tempered. Okay, let's fan. We'll sing the new fire. Give it your best voice. Okay. Um.